everyone, and Merry Christmas. This is Josh Wilson. Um, thank you for tuning in on a special day, hopefully for you and your families as you've spent time with your family, your kids, your loved ones. Um, but more importantly, hopefully it's been a memorable day for you as we remember the importance of Jesus coming um, to earth. And so with it being Christmas Day, here's, here's what I know we're all wrestling with. It's a short attention span. I don't care what age you are. Our time and our attention is short on this day. So I get that. We're going to wrap up our Christmas series, A Thrill of Hope, and I'm going to try to do it in a timely manner. So parents, you can exhale with me as we work through this. All right. So let me just give us a short recap. In recent weeks, we've considered the timeless truths about Jesus, that Jesus is fully God, that he's also fully man, that he also has done a unique work for us, that he is prophet that he is king, and then tonight we're going to look at Jesus as priest, all right? So with the Catholic heritage of St. Louis, I'm sure when you hear the word priest, there's a lot of different thoughts that flood to our our minds. I was actually um, at this little conference where I heard a priest kind of speak into some of these things that he hears from people when they hear about a priest and some of the connotations that he hears on a regular basis. And he made a half-hearted joke about it. And so here's some of the things that he had to say. He said, uh, some of the questions that he's gotten are, why do you wear a dress? People speaking of the robes that he has to wear. Um, why do you call your, why do people call you father? And so he made a, a slight joke about, he just embraces it and actually makes a joke that on Father's Day, he's here and ready to receive all of the gifts that you're ready to give him. Um, he also said he hears often, why do you live at the church? Speaking of the priory that he lives in just behind the church. And he basically just embraces it. Yeah, I kind of live at the church. And then the last one that he said is his favorite is he always hears, so who's your boss? And so he gives the kind of lame answer that God's his boss, but there's other things that are there. Obviously, there's a hierarchy that works within the Catholic Church. So as funny as all these things are, they are not the connotations that we need to think of when we hear Jesus as priest. All right, a priest was a really important role for God's people, all right? He was the representative of the people before God. The priest would offer prayers and sacrifices to God on behalf of his people. And so the book of Hebrews calls Jesus our great high priest on numerous occasions. And so what I want us to do tonight is I want us to look at one of those particular passages where Jesus is called our high priest. And that passage is Hebrews chapter 4. And so in verses 14 through 16, we learn three things about Jesus' priesthood. All right. Jesus is our great high priest practices perfect intercession. That's the first one. Second, perfect empathy. And then lastly, perfect provision. All right. So we're going to work through those three and then I'll close us out. So Consider with me Jesus' perfect intercession first in verse 14. Here's what it has to say. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. All right, so what in the world does the author mean here? When he says, pass through the heavens, what in the world is he speaking of? Well, the author is actually referencing Christ's ascension, all right? So before Jesus' disciples, Jesus ascended through the heavens, literally was lifted up in the clouds, 
and then he has taken to heaven and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Now, here's why this is significant. All right, it's very important for us. Throughout Israel's history, only one specifically picked priest could enter God's presence only one time a year. This is, I'm talking about the inner room, the Holy of Holies. You have multiple different spaces in the temple that are all working inwardly to the Holy of Holies. And this is where God's glory dwelt amongst men. Jesus is unlike any other priest that has ever been amongst God's people. Jesus went to the place where God himself dwells in heaven, not just his glory, but his actual presence. And unlike other priests, Jesus doesn't have to leave. The other priests only got to go there one time a year after there was multiple rituals that allowed them into this space of the Holy of Holies. Jesus, not just in the place where God's glory dwells, but where he actually dwells, ascends to this place and he permanently rests there as our great high priest. This speaks of two things. Speaks of the perfection of Jesus. Only those who are perfect, those who are completely righteous before God can actually be in his presence. And Jesus, since he is perfectly sinless, the only one who has ever lived a perfectly sinless life is able to sit at the right hand of God. But secondly, it also speaks to Christ's perfect intercession for us. Salvation in Jesus does more than just save us from hell. It gives us unlimited access to God. And Jesus is our great high priest. He intercedes for us endlessly. There's no other that has ever interceded for God's people in the way that Jesus intercedes for us. This is why Jesus is our great high priest, because he is in the presence of God endlessly interceding on our behalf. Now, this is good news, but it only gets better as we continue working through this passage. You see, it's little help to us if we have unlimited access to a priest who can't relate to us, right? We need someone who knows our human experience. And in Christ, we not only get perfect intercession, but we also find perfect empathy. We see this in verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. In Jesus, we have a great high priest who can fully relate to us no matter what we are going through, right? In his book, Gentle and Lowly, there's an author, Dane Ortland, who notes a tendency that I'm sure we have all experienced. And here's what he has to say. He writes, Our tendency is to feel intuitively that the more difficult life gets, the more alone we are. Our pain only grows, and then we further sink into isolation. We have thoughts that go through our head like, no one understands me, no one gets me, I am just too complicated, or other people are just too small or can't have the type of knowingness that I need in order to be known by those that I'm in community with. But verse 15 corrects this. Because Jesus was fully man and he endured this life, there is absolutely nothing we experience that he cannot relate with. In fact, because Jesus is sinless, he knows struggle and temptation more deeply than we do. C.S. Lewis illustrates this in his book, 
mere Christianity with this illustration of a man walking in the wind. All right. So imagine we're in St. Louis. We get really strong winds. You're out on a walk and the wind is just pounding you and you're just walking straight into the wind and it seems endless. All right. Now imagine like it's something that you've never experienced before and you're just being hammered with this wind for hours upon hours at a time. C.S. Lewis says it's like temptation is like when this strong wind hits us and then we finally give into it and we lie down. Well, Jesus, he never gives into the strength of the wind. Jesus, no, even as life continues and it gets stronger, temptation and struggle only gets stronger and stronger throughout his life and ministry. Jesus never gives up. Imagine if you were in that place where you continue pushing through the wind because you give up, you never know what would happen just 10 minutes later. Well, Jesus, having never given in to the wind or never giving in to struggle or giving in to temptation, he perseveres through it to the very end. He has experienced temptation and struggle to links that you and I have never experienced because he went through it perfectly. He never gave in. And because Jesus never gave in and he was perfectly sinless, he knows struggle and temptation to a deeper extent than you and I ever can or will. And because this is the truth about Jesus, it means that he knows and can empathize with everything that we are going through, even to a higher extent than what we could ever fathom. And so because Jesus is our great high priest. Not only do we have unlimited access to God because he intercedes for us, we also have a high priest who has walked in our shoes, yet has gone through every struggle and temptation that we may ever face in this life and has done it perfectly, never lying down. And so he knows everything you're going through to a higher extent than what you may even realize. This is great news for us that we have unlimited access to a God who knows us and gets us. And look, he gets down into the pit of the pain and struggle and turmoil with us rather than just looking down upon us from the throne. This is the type of high priest we have in Jesus because he put on human flesh, walked this life and was perfect. So in Jesus, we get this great high priest who perfectly intercedes and who can perfectly empathize with who we are. This means that you're never alone. It means you are completely understood by this Jesus. It doesn't matter what hurt. It doesn't matter what pain. It doesn't matter what struggle you are going through. Jesus knows you. He has felt what you are going through and he can empathize with you. So in Jesus, we have this perfect intercession and we have this perfect empathy and as good as all this is, it does us no good unless Jesus can actually do something about it. And that's what we find in verse 16, that Jesus, as our high priest, he perfectly provides for us. Listen to this. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Because Jesus is our great high priest, we can approach the throne with confidence because we have unhinged access. But when we approach the throne, Jesus doesn't just lob down to us pep talks. He doesn't just tell us to pull us up, pull our shoes up by the bootstraps. He doesn't 
tell us to stick in there or things are only going to get better. He doesn't give these type of pep talks to us. What happens when we approach the throne of grace is that Jesus extends to us mercy and that we find grace to help us look in our deepest times of need. As priest, Jesus gave the once for all time sacrifice in order that we that he can provide us what sin robbed us of, which is relationship with God. Because Jesus is our great high priest, there's two roles. A priest both intercedes for God's people. He also lays down a sacrifice because Jesus is the perfect great high priest. He laid down the one once for all sacrifice in his own life in order that we may experience the goodness and relationship of God when our hearts are genuinely sorrowful about our own sin. No matter how bad you think you are or how undeserving you are for God's mercy and grace, what we are confident in when we approach the throne of Jesus is that we are always met with mercy and grace. This means compassion and forgiveness when you come with a broken heart over your sin. Jesus has assumed your debt. This also means grace, that you have favor that is rewarded to you on behalf of Jesus. Not only do you have what is negative in your life, which is your sin that is dealt with in Christ, you're also given an undeserved gift, which is all of the perfectness of Jesus. All the things that he deserved and earned by living perfectly in this life is credited to you, which is relationship with God. So look, here's the invitation for us today. All right, because Jesus is our great high priest, we are to come to him. We are to come to him. Look, any obstacles you see hindering your access to Jesus are only a mirage. The belief that no one can understand your pain, listen, is a lie. And when you come to Jesus with your broken heart, you are met with mercy and grace. Compassion and forgiveness are found by you when you approach the throne of Jesus and then you have grace that is extended to you, relationship with God. This is God's gift that we celebrate this Christmas day, that Jesus, our great high priest, came into the world. And look, he's perfectly interceding for you. He can perfectly empathize with you. And he can perfectly provide you what no other high priest has ever been able to provide. So look, come to him. Experience the goodness of God as Jesus, your high priest. Merry Christmas and have a happy new year.